You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Phillies head back to Philadelphia with a split in Atlanta. That's the positive spin. <laughs> Frank Close here with Jeff Mosher. What? How do I approach this? The Phillies split in Atlanta or the Phillies blew a game in Atlanta and could be up 2 nothing? Um, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you asked most fans uh, and observers and said, you know, the Phillies would be coming back from Atlanta 1-1, right? Having stole a game down there that before the series started, most people will be pretty happy with that and, and be optimistic about it. But the way they obviously went about blowing game two and then the spoiling of an opportunity to close it out in game three is the tough part because they shot themselves in the foot in game two and uh, wasted a great, great pitching performance by Zach Wheeler. And, um, you know, I don't know if I believe that they woke a sleeping giant because uh, I don't know if the Braves were asleep, but for certainly, you know, 17 innings, 16, 17 innings, they, they looked like they were, they were scuffling there. So that's, that's the difficulty of it. Yeah. The Braves, that's a lot of innings without a run from this potent Atlanta Braves offense that has often been called the best ever. I mean, Mm-hmm. I don't know what the final numbers ended up being, but for much of the season, they had a higher OPS than the 27 Yankees, which is just mind-blowing because my whole baseball life, it's been hearing about how that's the best team of all time, the 27 Yankees. And uh, But, you know, we do see uh, – we did see some of the Braves' holes. I mean, you, you, their, their pitching kind of fell apart down the stretch. I mean, I think this this is a – this is going to indicate that if the Phillies are going to win this, they need to take advantage of the pitching. And it's that the, the bullpen – isn't all that great. And two, beyond Spencer Strider, they don't really have a lot of starting pitching. I mean, they, I mean, Freed gave them more than, than a lot of people thought that Freed would. If for no, you know, we kept hearing about the blister, nonstop right. blister, 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 blister. You know, when I was talking about it last week, it felt like it was like a novel idea, but, <laughs> but the broadcast, <laughs> you know, I made the joke on Twitter, all, hey, drink every time the broadcast says blister. Mm-hmm. But, but beyond that, he hadn't pitched in a long time. So, and I, I was, as of us recording this, the Braves still haven't announced a starter for game three, which just blows my mind. Uh, you know, 
I, I, you got to figure it's some combination of AJ Smith Shaver or Bryce Elder, neither of whom inspires a lot of confidence in the fan base. I heard someone suggest Brad, uh, or that Brad Miller, Brad Hand, excuse me, wrong former Philly. Brad Hand pitches an opener and then pass the ball to somebody else. Uh, so it seems like this is, this is a little chaotic. Now I did hear that. I did hear somebody say, well, maybe there's a path to Charlie Morton being activated from the IL and starting, but I think for that to happen, doesn't somebody else have to be hurt? Um, or somebody just gets left off the roster. No. You well, just... they would have had to leave an open. Sp- they didn't put him on the roster. So oh, they're trying right, to change right. the yeah, roster yeah. in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. Is somebody hurt? They're going to fake somebody being hurt. The Mets just got in trouble for that, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I really wonder what the, what the Braves plan is here. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I'm not really. Uh, look, Charlie Morton's a really good pitcher. He's kind of like a five inning guy at this point, right? And he's very dominant when he's in those five innings. But as you just said, the Phillies have been able to hit both starting pitching and the bullpen so far in this series. They did leave some opportunities on the table in game two, but, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, but even when they fell behind in the most unimaginable way possible, right? The, the home run by, um, I want to, not Olsen, the Riley. Riley. Yeah. I mean, they literally came within inches of going back ahead and, and a great catch made by Harris center. So I, I kind of feel like the way they're swinging the bats, it's okay. I mean, it, it's to their advantage, obviously, if the, the Braves have to start Bryce Elder or Elder or, uh, Smith Shaver. Um, but even if it were somehow to get Morton in there, you know, I'm not, I'm not really worried about them getting shut, shut down. I think the big thing is, Frank, that in losing game two, it, it sort of changes the dynamic in that you're going to face Strider again now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times you're going to keep beating him. <laughs> you know, the percentages say that you got him last year in the playoffs. You got him this year at one point in the regular season. You got him again. And by the way, by got him, it was not like overwhelming. It was the Phillies eked out a few runs and they exactly. were able to couple of runs off of him, right? I mean, he was pretty damn good. Yeah. So I don't know how much it just, and again, I don't want to like cry over slow built, but that, that blowing that game too, in the way they did really helped the Braves change the dynamic of the series. I'm not saying that means they're going to win, but if you, if we were talking right now about previewing a game three with the Braves down to nothing, I don't think I would give the Braves a shot on earth to come back and win this series. I think we'd be talking about the, who are the Phillies going to play in the NLDS? Wow, those Arizona Diamondbacks are real hot. Who saw that, right? And now it's a little bit more nerve-wracking, even knowing that you've got game three advantages here in the pitching matchup with Aaron Nola versus whoever the Braves put on the mound. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. I thought they might split in Atlanta, but I thought maybe Braves would take game one and then the Phillies would take game two. So I mean, this right. is the this greedy. is the opposite. Now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then once you win game one, you're like, all right, well, clearly now put your foot in the accelerator. Let's get this done. Yeah. But I got to wonder, I got to wonder what the team is, is feeling like. Are they, which of those two sides are they, you think the mood is in the locker room? Are they, they're like, okay, we, we, we uh, split and now we got the home field advantage. Are they, or, or, or is it, do you think this game is going to linger in their heads? Mm, that's a good question. Um, it almost feels like, What's going to happen if in game two they're up by two or three runs in the seventh inning and the Braves get a leadoff walk or a hit? You know, cause you, you're, you know, just like people say you have that experience of winning 
those close games and you need that in the playoffs. Well, now you have the experience of watching the Braves do it against you and letting one slip away. I think the guy who might have the toughest trouble sleeping, you know, over the last night or two, and it's kind of strange to say because he was one of the heroes of game one, would be Trey Turner. Because for all the great, you know, for the hitting and then the the great double play in game one that he was able to do, ah, his inability to handle uh, a, a cutoff, you know, that he tries to sort of backhand and maybe it took a tricky hop at the edge of the grass or whatever, let Acuna score from third easily, that that just can't happen. That's stuff that happens in Little League that infuriates coaches. And that gave them a run that came back to haunt them. And I, if I'm Trey Turner, I would, I would, I would have a tough time, you know, looking at, I don't want to say looking at myself in the mirror, but I would have a tough time knowing that my, that, that kind of error is really what helped the games and then let the, the floodgates open a little bit. But, um, hey, you know what? This, they've this been is resilient, Frank. So, this is uh, the playoffs. This is not when you can make mistakes like that. You know, I, exactly. I, you know, exactly. the physical, see, the physical errors bother me less than mental errors usually. I mean, uh, so, I mean, we could talk about Turner's physical errors, right? Mm-hmm. Then what about the, the mental error that was Bryce Harper in the, in the ninth? You know, I, I think that I, I, I think, I think you're just kind of stuck dealing with those with Harper every once in a while because the intensity that makes him so good and who he is leads him to sometimes do things yeah. like that. Because if, if that ball had hit, had bounced off the wall and he scored on that play, everybody would be screaming how wonderful Harper is today and all oh, that intensity. Look at that effort. But the fact that it was caught and it was a really nice play, yeah. you know, make, makes you, makes you go back to, you know, what I might teach a little leaguer is, well, if there's a ball in the outfield, you stay on the right side of second base until you know where that goes because you need to get back to, you got to get back to first and you need to give yourself enough space to get back to first. So that was, uh, that was, that was, that was a little tough, but I mean, still, even if that didn't happen, he's still sitting on first base with two outs and two outs. You know, you still require two hits at that point, basically, to get him in. Unless you're just sitting back and waiting for the home run, which I really hope, which is something I do want to mention. I hope that, hope that that's not the case or the Phillies, you know, I, I felt sort of a vibe like we felt perhaps in 2011, Cliff Lee, a four nothing lead, you know, that did you get too comfortable in your lead? Did you think that you had the Braves? And then, then all of a sudden one run, two run, two run. I mean, that, that, that changed in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Frank. Um, I don't sense, I like, I don't sense that they're swinging out there. I, I thought the Braves for a while, even, even the, the home run that Austin Riley hit was sort of one handed, right? I mean, I feel like they're looking for the big shot every time they come up. I mean, you know, especially against Sir Anthony Dominguez, right? They couldn't touch him. Now, Sir Anthony threw fire and he should just stop throwing that slider and just go all fastball the way that went for him in game one, which surprised all of us. All right. Well, actually, good segue to something I want to talk about. I, I didn't love Sir Anthony's performance on Saturday. I thought he got lucky. I thought the Braves yes. got himself out. And, I and I think that that led specifically to the, the continued decision to use Jeff Hoffman later in the game. And so basically the, you know, we saw how Hoffman pitched and, you know, his, his fastball just didn't look good, leading, leading to uh, JT Romuto saying, all right, well, we went with the slider instead, to which Austin Riley just sat on and crushed. Make, makes, make, makes me a little bit nervous for the late innings and the right handed arms, especially when the Braves as a team batted 288 against left handed pitchers last, or this, this season. Uh, OPS, I, I can't remember what the OPS is off the top of my head. It was well over eight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the Braves just crushed the lefties this year and the Phillies 
might have to just take a risk and go Orion Kirkering in, in a late, late inning now because it seems like they can't trust Dominguez. They can't trust Hoffman. Um, I don't, I don't want to say can't trust Hoffman yet. I mean, he was, I don't think his stuff was bad. I mean, maybe it was not the best idea to try to sneak a slider past Riley there. And he did hang it a little bit. Um, but I thought his fastball still has good life. I mean, I thought his sliders otherwise be all right. I, I'm not down on Hoffo yet, but you know, I'd rather, I still, I think I'd rather see him in the game than, than a Soto trying to, you know, even against a left-hander, if it has to be just because I, I, I don't trust Soto, even though he's pitched. Let, well. let me ask you something. This is something I just, 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 I need to go back and watch carefully, or maybe it's not worth my time, but the fact that, that Riley was, was sitting on a slider. Did, did Hoffman tip that pitch some way? I would love to know. Cause you normally, if you're the batter there, you're not expecting a slider. Like, right. You're with, looking fastball, adjusting slider. But the way he one handed it made me think, Frank, that he was a little bit fooled, but he's very strong. He's huge. You know, he, he sort of had his left hand, right hand coming off. So I think he was fooled by it a little bit, but still able to get the bat head out to, to make, I mean, it's not like he wailed it into the third deck, right? I mean, he literally yeah. just cleared. The fence with it. And he's a and, damn good know. hitter. So yeah, that was going to say, that's, that's what you expect in Austin Riley to be able to do. We've seen that from, from Phillies as well. Um, let me, let me just go back real quick. Cause you said something that I, I just, I, I thought about the whole Bryce Harper thing a lot for the last day and a half. And I'm not going to kill him too much. I'm not quite sure it was a mental mistake. I think it was a calculated risk and I'm pretty sure his mindset. I know that you're taught to like get to close to second. And see mm-hmm. what happens with the ball. But I'm pretty sure in his head he felt that he wouldn't be able to score if that – if you go back and watch, Acuna's right there if Harris doesn't get the ball. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that he thinks he can score if that ball hits the wall, if he's not going going all out. And I think – I'm sure in his mind he knows if it is caught and I'm doubled off – or if I'm if I'm not doubled off, I get back, it's two outs. Like you said, it's two outs with a run on first. could be really hard to score. I think he just – I think in the playoffs, you probably play it a little bit differently than if it's, you know, um, game 102 of the season and you say, screw it. We really need to score a run here and, and tie this game. So I, I think that was a decision more than a mistake and a decision that just didn't work. And I actually don't fault them that much for it because I really do believe that the only way for him to score there, if the ball hits off the wall, is to still be having his momentum go the way Acuna's got a great arm, you know that, yeah. and he's right there to get the ball. So I'm going to give him a pass uh, as far as really kind of being critical on that and just chalk it up to one of those center fielder made a damn good play and took away any opportunity the Phillies were going to have there. But yeah. I actually see it as a positive sign that in a really big moment, Castellanos really gave that ball a ride. Um, and it just, again, furthers my belief that this team's hitting really well and, and, um, you know, that, that should kind of soldier into or your beer of the mindset into game three tonight, no matter who's on the mound. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get to that. And then as far as the, 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 but hang on, arms, before, before you, before you yeah, get off of that, uh, Orlando Garcia. Mm-hmm. Haha, attaboy, Harper. I don't know if you saw that. No. He, he was caught on video mocking, uh, mocking Bryce Harper after that game. You know, just, really? just, now here, here's, here's how it's described by Jake Mintz at foxsports.com. He says, uh, 
Um, Arcia cackled emphatically about Harper's misfortune, bellowing, ha ha, attaboy Harper repeatedly as reporter, reporters circled the room. So <laughs> I think I, I, I'm looking forward to the reception that Orlando Arcia, Mr. One for Seven, hit 200 in the month of September. Yeah. He's going to get from Philly's fans tonight. He's going to get the South Philly salute. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm just, I just, I, I, I you know, if you understand where I was coming from with that, that rationale though, like how it's, how you might approach that differently in game 86 of the yeah. season or what you're taught to as opposed to the playoffs there. Yeah. Like I said, you know, Harper's intensity that makes him special is it's probably part of that. And so there's going to be times like this where he, he, he runs past a third base stop sign, third third base coach stop sign and scores. There'll be times he gets thrown out doing right. it. I've seen it. I've seen both happen. Sure. I don't think, I don't think that you can, I don't think you can kind of like put Harper in a can and make him stay there. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah. By the way, speaking of, um, let's see. So Ranger pitch one game one, you know, fairly well. I was a little, you know, everybody was surprised about how, Tomper managed that game, pulling him pretty early, including Ranger Suarez. Was a little surprised, disappointed, but he he did push all the right buttons. And I do think that the two days off, two games, two days off, is an advantage for the Phillies. Right? It gives their their bullpen some rest. So, um, I'm I'm you're hoping to get the best of Nola tonight. But if he's not lights out like Zach Wheeler for seven innings or six innings. Uh, in game two, I, I, I think I'll be all right there. I mean, it would be great if he was. I think that's a huge feather in the cap. But again, I expect the bats to be able to kind of, to do, do some work. I, I think you're going to need to see a, uh, Lorenzen or, or Walker appearance. Probably Walker more than Lorenzen. Uh, because, it, you know, if Nola's not going deep, they, they need those, they need those righty, they need those righty, uh, pitches. I mean, that, that's, that's, I, I think they're very aware. How good the Braves were against lefties. And so I understand like the, the plan. And it was the plan. I mean, even though even though Suarez sort of looked disappointed afterwards, he kind of knew going in that, that that's what they hoped for, you know? Mm-hmm. To give him a few innings and then turn it into a game seven where we're all hands on deck, match up, match up, match up till you get to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So so while yeah, he'd be disappointed. Now somebody asked me in my mailbag, well, what about Chris Sanchez backing him up? Like, well, no, I think that's that's what the Phillies are trying to avoid is, you know, throwing yeah. throwing a lefty at, at any length. So I, I think agree. now you're gonna see some uh you're gonna see some Taiwan Walker if if Nola can't go hey, if Nola has to leave in the fourth, I think I think they go Walker because they need to get a few more right handed innings. So or or you'll see him at some point. I think that that's that's the the corner they're kind of painted into if he doesn't go deep. But you know, if Nola gives him seven, then you feel really good about the following day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so to your point, I don't know that I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you said something about they may have to take this risk and go with Orion Kirkering in a high leverage situation in Game Three here. And I'm not sure if I consider that a risk anymore. I I think there's a, a benefit to the fact that the Braves have really now only seen him once, right? And 12 pitches in game one. And the way his stuff is, Frank, it doesn't really sort of matter. Like if if he's locating that that sweeper or whatever he's got and his fastball is still in the upper 90s. And I, I, listen, I mean, he's as good as his stuff right now is as good as anybody the Eagles have in the bullpen. I mean, Eagles, the Phillies have <laughs> in the bullpen. Um, so 
I guess it, when he comes in, I'm not nervous, you know, <laughs> like I'm nervous still if Sir Anthony Dominguez comes into a game or if Soto comes into the game, because I feel like they may have trouble locating. Like, they may have to only be able to throw one pitch, a fastball, because they can't locate anything else. And then you're hoping they locate the fastball. Kirkering seems like he's just picked up where he left off from his minor leagues. And, you know, I, I feel like he's, he's a, he's an, he's an asset to them right now. Hey, your old, your old buddy, uh, Scott Lauber, your old coworker, he, mm-hmm. uh, he wrote something today in the Philadelphia Inquirer, which I recommend and basically drew the comparisons between him and Frankie Rodriguez, uh, way back in his rookie season where he wasn't with the team in spring training and then, and they had this guy, uh, fact, he actually got to catch up with Bud Black, who was the Angels pitching coach back then. So, wow. And, uh, and Black basically says, well, hey, we didn't really have our eyes on him as a major league staff. And then <laughs> he said he looked at Mike Sosha, the manager, and they said, where's this guy been? But, uh, but Black says strikingly similar to Orion. And so if you remember that, that, that World Series, man, K-Rod just came in and just was electric. Yeah. Uh, in that, in that, in that world series and they put him into the big spots, you know, and, and, uh, you know, he sees that comparison there. I, you could say this to both of them, you know, they're, he's not skittish. He did not scare mm-hmm. us off his regular season outings. He gave us confidence in the playoffs. And then, and so the angels unleashed K rod. I mean, this, this could be the time to do it. And, uh, um, you know, <laughs> with those comparisons, I mean, what the heck? Might as well yeah, do no, it. No, I mean that's uh, listen. That that's <laughs> that almost excites me a little bit. And maybe we'll see some uh, reappearance of a rally monkey at uh, <laughs> Simpson Bank Park. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> um, but no, look. I, like I said, I, I view him right now, and I was going into the playoffs. I was a little worried about it, but you know, stuff is stuff, and <laughs> he's got it. So why not? Well, we've seen crazier things happen, and K Rod. That was the start of an illustrious career for him. So. You know, Man, maybe that, these, move, that movement, I like, like, uh, you know, I, I know, I think you, I think you saw him throw a few that he got a little too excited over. Yes. But, but man, some of the moves, I, 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 that, that just is, is just, I don't know what, I don't know what the right adjective is for it. You know, it was just, just like sick. I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. Just, just the, the movement on some of his pitches. I can't wait to see him. Of course, I want to see him pitch really well now first, but I can't wait to see what he can do over the course of a season. Like, I mean, this is, this, I think he's got the potential to, to really anchor that bullpen next year. Oh, I, I hope so, man. I, you know, he might be the, the player that we thought Sir Anthony was going to be. Hey, but... you know what though? Relievers, <laughs> relievers are unpredictable, right? I mean, that's are. the nature of baseball. I mean, Sir Anthony could come back looking, looking like he did last year, next year, and you could have a really good bullpen. So, uh, so all the, all the possibilities there, but you know, I think, I think, I think the shame of it was, you know, with, with injuries and whatnot, you really didn't have a lot of time for Sir Anthony to really get into his groove. I mean, you, you did it, you didn't. I mean, it wasn't, it was, you didn't want to make him, um, you didn't want to go trade for somebody to replace him because, you know, you still had something, but then he never yeah. really seemed to get into that consistency. But that, but at the same time, you know what? If you can use, if I'm using Sir Anthony, it's against the, 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 the part of the lineup with Arcia and Harris in it, um, and let them get themselves out. Cause I mean, I think yeah, they, exactly. They might. Exactly. Hey, real quick. Can I rant about something that's really bothering me? Sure. Um, who the hell made up this term sweeper and why do we have to, why is it a thing now? Why is it every, you know, even, you know, when you see, uh, see it on the, the broadcast, they write the word sweeper instead of slider. And like a slider that has sort of east west movement is not like the newest thing 
it's not like it just got created this year, but now we're calling it a sweeper. Now, instead of saying slider, it's he threw a sinker, a slider and a sweeper. I feel like this is just a made up term and it's annoying me. <laughs> well, by, by definition, now you actually can find it on the MLB.com glossary, but by definition, it's mm-hmm. a variant of a slider that has become popular. And the difference is it's a large amount of horizontal movement as opposed to the tighter break of a traditional sure. slider. Sure, but th- this is, it's not like pitchers just started throwing that. Left-handers, <laughs> left-handers have been throwing that for years. I don't know. I guess this is like when cutter became a thing. Instead of just calling it a, an in, inside fastball, it became a cutter or a two-seamer. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's, I just, sweeper sounds so ridiculous to me. I guess I'm getting just too old for, you know, for all the. Well, you sound like, uh, Bob Melvin, who (laughs) lamented this new age baseball talk. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you're, you're 61 like Bob Melvin and of that era. I don't know, right? I guess so. Oh, I remember when Bob Melvin was playing baseball and not match. (laughs) So I guess that's why. (laughs) But yeah. All right. So here's the, so, so obviously we want to look ahead to, to this game. It's really hard to do when you don't know who's pitching. It is. It is. And you don't even know, right, because Elder's right-handed and Smith Shaver is, I believe, left-handed, correct? So you don't even kind of know. Uh, I wonder, don't they have to declare a starter by a certain time? So that oh, yeah, they'll have, to set a, they'll have to set a lineup. But, I mean, the thing about Smith Shaver is he's 20 years old, still kind of timid. He was just kind of okay down the stretch. So, I mean, you know, we've seen him, we've seen him look good. We've seen him uh, pitch well in the major leagues at times, and but he's 20 years old. Can you, you know, like he, he was, he was, he was rushed out of necessity because the Braves had all these pitching issues. So I know Smith Schauber is a righty. So, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I thought he yeah, was. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So it looks like, looks like you're going to face, I don't know. I, 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 it's funny. Elder was the, uh, all star and Zach Wheeler wasn't. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, he did have a great first half, but even when watching him, I thought, you know, it's, I, I never thought he had like overpowering stuff. I never, you know, he, he, you know, he was a good pitcher, but he didn't strike me as like this next great grave, brave starter. Yeah. Last um, seven games, 515 ERA, uh, 1.53 whip. Uh, he, he won three games and lost none. So, I mean, that's a testament to their offense. I mean, we got to be aware of that, right? Yeah. Um, but his last 15 games, his ERA balloons to 549. Whip is around the same, 146. So it looks like he's going to, you know, if, if you go elder, he's going to allow a lot of base runners. And, um, I would be, I would be concerned that, uh, if I'm the Braves, that if, if elder is facing this Phillies lineup, they're, they're going to score some runs. Yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, I, th- I think if you're the Phillies, you're kind of running to the bat rack tonight, you know, and hopefully you're not over anxious but you know you've got a really good opportunity to get some runs and and look i mean I, nola pitched what he pitched game two against the marlins was it right yes yeah i thought he pitched the numbers said he pitched really well i thought the marlins got themselves out a little bit like i he was having trouble locating in that game and they were swinging at some stuff that was out of the strike zone now some of that is Noah always has good movement but you're facing a much better lineup with the Braves, uh, a little bit more discipline. And again, maybe the Braves are feeling a little tight coming into South Philly, knowing they got a win and knowing they're facing one of the Phillies' best pitchers while they don't have it. But in general, I'm a little concerned about Noah's location and ability to keep the ball in the ballpark in game three. I'm looking at I'm looking at Elder's last few starts. I mean, he, he's, 
Pittsburgh, Miami, Chicago, and then Philly. You know, Philly got him. He only lasted three and two thirds. Uh, went f- gave up four earned runs. Right, five walks. I mean, yeah. that that's that's something that uh, if I'm the Braves, I would worry about there. That that he allowed five walks in in that short span. So mm-hmm. so he's been a little wild uh, lately. Four walks in his final start against the Cubs. Again, he only went three and two thirds. Allowed five earned. So. Mm-hmm. So uh Elder I, I don't know they 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 probably will start Elder but I mean I don't think they want to but I mean the the I lefty yeah, bats I are going to take like it to him. They're probably thinking what is the lesser of two evil or three evils at this point, you know. Or or, or they'll try to see their bullpen's not that great. So I mean I don't know I I I don't love the uh I don't love the matchup for Atlanta here. I think uh I think I think they they desperately miss Charlie Morton. <laughs> so yeah. They do. They I'm just do. Trying to catch his, uh, trying to look at his splits here against uh, lefties, but uh, yeah, the le- lefties will. I would, if I'm the uh, if I'm the Braves, I would worry about uh, I would worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, one game at a time. Well, then we'll we'll worry about game four tomorrow, I suppose. Maybe we'll let we'll let we'll let today take care of itself. But uh, do you feel so? So what I'm getting from you, Jeff, is you're a little nervous about Nola, but at the same time, you realize the Braves don't really have a plan. Yeah, I mean, it would not shock me if the the Phillies won this game like, you know, 10-6 or something like that. You know, if this was a little bit on the higher end uh, of of the scoring. You know, I I imagine the Braves feel a little bit more relaxed now, um, just having a big breakthrough like that. And uh, I don't think they've had very good at-bats for the first two, two games of the series. They've seen fooled now again when you're facing suarez who keeps you off balance and then you go to a pa- to wheeler who just had great stuff it happens but i i just i feel like they've been a little bit more wild albies hasn't had great at bats Cunha's hasn't had great at bats even olsen you know and and by the way snicker he we'll see what how this works out he changed his lineup changed his lineup going into the series which is kind of weird. You just mentioned how the Braves were considered the greatest offense in Major League Baseball history. And it's not like he took players out, but he rearranged the batting order. Um, so that's either a smart move or it's going to backfire on him. Right. And, um, I don't know why he, I don't know why he felt like he had to do it. I guess he just wanted more, uh, what did he want? More the left. He wanted, he, he put Olsen back a little bit, right? Olsen was, yeah, I think he's trying to break up the lefties so that the Phillies yeah. couldn't send their lefty relievers and knock a few of them out at the same time. I think that was right. the idea. Cause I mean, that, that's a testament to Alvarado and it is. I mean, Soto's looked okay lately. I, I, you know, but, but that's the, see, that's the thing. Like, you know, did Dusty Baker do that last year in the World Series? No, he said, my guy, Jordan Alvarez is going to go up there and get the job done against their left-hander Alvarado and Alvarez did, you know? So yeah. you can't be looking at Matt Olson in the year he had like anything less than what Jordan Alvarez is in Houston. Matt Olson was, is an MVP candidate and Acuna is the MVP. So it just, it surprised me a little bit. I do feel like the Phillies are in their heads just a little or that they're conscious of the fact that forget what the records are. This team is as good as we are. They They are as good as we are. So um, that helps, uh, you know, it gives the, the Phillies a little bit of a mental advantage, I think. All right. Well, game three tonight, game four tomorrow, Thursday. And I'm sure we'll be back to break it all down. This has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Jeff Mosher, Frank Close. Enjoy the playoffs.